Woods Big List was a fun one today, hearing about people's hidden talents. Plus, uh, we went head-to-head in another round of The Feud. Right. I didn't like some of the answers on that one, though. Not, not my Santa Claus. Well, it's tough. You know, <laughs> how do you get the guy who has everything he needs? That's Plus, true. Trash Flash was good. We had some interesting calls today. We had a lot of good stuff. It was all over the place, wasn't it? Those are the kind of shows I like. You'll hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. What is your hidden talent? That's what you want to know from us today, right, Wood? That's right, because everyone has something that they do that's quirky or whatever. Right. What's something that, you like, okay, I don't think anybody else I know can do this. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't think I have a single thing. I, I, all my talents are, I, I use them all on a daily basis. There's nothing that's hidden. Okay. <laughs> really? I, 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 I don't cook well. I, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, but what about you? Oh, man. I'm glad you asked. Oh, here, let me sit down. There's tons of them coming, I'm guessing. I can pick up all sorts of things with my toes. Oh, man. I, I should have stole that one from you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I, have, I have a huge gap between my big toe and the next toe next to it. Mm-hmm. Whatever that next one is. What could you pick up? Like, what is the smallest item you could pick up? Smallest would probably be like maybe a, a piece of change, like a, a dime or a quarter or something. In my sleep. Biggest thing, I used to, I used to put a, a bucket at the end of the dock at the lake, and I would sit on the beach and grab rocks with my foot and try and throw them into the bucket. That's how talented I am. <laughs> That's a uh, stark reminder of a lack of toys you probably had as a child as I well. I have like monkey's feet. <laughs> I, I could pick up, like, you know the little Legos that are like two by one? Like the little itty bitty okay, ones? Yep. No problem. Okay. But that's got rough edges. I feel like that would be easy to do. I, I could pick up a paper clip with my toes. Let's do it right now. I, there's not a doubt in my mind I could pick up a paper t- clip with my toes. Uh, uh, dude, you wouldn't be able to get underneath it. I couldn't. I, I'm telling you, man, it is. Now, granted. Do we have a paper clip in here? The reason I have perfected this task is because I was so fat. <laughs> I didn't like bending over. <laughs> and my two feet became. Borderline second hands. Okay, I can see that. You wouldn't want to burn any extra calories. Why would you ever? By, yeah, by bending over. Why would you ever? Uh, other people texting in stuff. I could unwrap a Starburst with just my tongue and teeth. Ooh, wait, that sounds dangerous, though. Like the people who can like tie things with their tongue. Yeah. That actually kind of freaks me out. Other texts coming in here. I can shake my eyes profusely side to side at any time I want. Yikes. Like that gives me a headache. Right. There's another one I can do. What's that? I can cross one eye and keep the other eye straight. I think I've seen you do that before. Yeah. that's. I'm looking at you to do it right now. Oh, you want me? It right, takes you a lot gotta, of talent. Okay, you got to build up to it. In, all right, hold on. You need to. All right, there they go. Oh, both gross. In, and then. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a hillbilly. Come on. <laughs> uh, Danielle says, hidden talent. I can ride a unicycle. That's actually pretty awesome. That's sweet. Whenever you see someone like riding a unicycle down the road, like just a normal bike, it's like, how talented is that person right there? This is my question always. How'd you get on? How'd you get on? People get on. I th- my, my cousin Joel, I don't think you've ever met him. Mm-mm. That dude can ride the heck out of a unicycle. Really? Yeah, he's so good. You can do little tricks and everything. Or those old school bikes that had the giant wheel. How the hell did they get on? I feel like you had to get some momentum going, and then they had like a little ladder on the back you had to climb up. Now the ladder, all right, then that makes some sense. Or like steps. I should say steps, not a ladder. Okay. So that's that one. Keep them coming. I yeah. want to see all these hidden talents that you have. Three, two, oh, six, five, six. You look like such a hillbilly when you did that, dude. Uh, it kind of gives me a little bit of a headache. I would imagine it would. Three, two, oh, six, five, six, nine, four, five, three is the phone number. Your hidden talent. Hello. I can throw a perfect spiral with a football. Really? I don't know why. I can throw a perfect spiral. Well, like, a, well, like I'm guessing a football, correct? Yeah, like a football. A full-size football, not a Nerf or anything. No, just a regular, no, NFL-size football. How far? (laughs) You know, um, from here to the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, you're accurate. That's what matters. 
what how is what how is your football throwing abilities oh my my elbow is absolutely destroyed okay like i can throw a ball like 10 times and then my arm feels like it's falling off (laughs) i don't know if i could throw a for for, i could probably do it with a with a nerf ball i could probably throw a good spiral but with a full-size nfl i bet you i couldn't do it give it a rip it'd be a sob legs what do they call that (laughs) A, a lame duck yeah i'm sorry what was that first word you said don't they call it a sob legs I've never heard that before in my entire okay, life. Okay, I could be wrong. I don't know. And maybe just something we used to say in the hood. If you stumbled onto something that I didn't know, I'm surprised. <laughs> but hey, throwing a per- perfect, perfect spiral, that's something to look for. Definitely a talent. I'll wipe that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. All right, here we go. 320-656-9453 in Wood's Big List. What is your hidden talent? What is your hidden talent? That's what we want to know today in Wood's Big List. And, man, they are rolling in here. And I'll be honest with you, we've got some wild texts. Well, here we got someone sitting on hold. What is your hidden talent? Um, I can, like, bend the tips of my fingers to, like, all the way. Without touching them, you can do it? Like the tip. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, like, whenever you bend your finger, you know, like, your whole finger moves. I can do the very, just the tip of it. Well, would you're, you're bending the rest of my finger. Right. I know what you're saying. Wood thinks he can do it, but he can't. Oh, you're out of your mind. Look you're, at this. You're so bending hold- it right now. I know, but you're holding your finger. You can do it without holding your finger, right? Like, you can just, with your hand out straight, you can bend just your fingertips. Yeah. That's oh, all. That's, that's always creepy. been cool. I have what they call hitchhiker's thumb, where it can go, like, back into a 90-degree angle like that. You have it, too, Wood. Yeah. Some people, Allison, are you still in here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, she can't do it. She can't go all the way back to a 90-degree angle. No, but I can. Oh, oh, gross. <laughs> now, let me ask the, the caller a question here. Your finger's bending. W- w- when has that ever been good for you? Other than, like, digging me? stuff out of the crack when you drop it in your car. Are you a rock climber? No, but it was really fun to do in elementary school to freak the other kids out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a grown man, and you're one. freaking me out, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the people who used to be able to turn their eyelids inside out. Oh, or squirt milk out of their eyes. Remember oh, that, kid? Man. Oh, <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for that gross hidden talent. You're welcome. All right, Wood, what do we got on text? Here come the tongue people. Let's go. And I, by the way, I can kind of consider myself one because much like Michelle, yes. I can touch my nose with my tongue. You can? Boom. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, your nose hangs low, though. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? I love your nose. Build me up. It's the best. Other people, uh, Tishel says, I can make a clover with my tongue. I've seen people do that. That is bizarre. Uh, Kim, I can flip my tongue upside down. I can't do that either. Mindy, I can make a clam shape with my tongue so she can, like, I guess, like close it. A lot of tongue stuff coming in here. Uh, Watch yourself, Wood. Watch uh, yourself. Jade, I can tie a a cherry stem with my tongue. Other, it's just, That's a lot of tongue control. A lot. Uh, Ashley, not my talent, but my sister, she can plug her nose with one hand, then pull her other arm through that hole going elbow first. She's the only person I've ever met that can do this. And I'm watching Kelly George. No, you did hand first. She went elbow first. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Oh, that was painful. I think I pulled a yeah. I, think I pulled a pec muscle trying a to lot. do it. Uh, Brian says, I'm ambidextrous. That's a cool one. That is neat. I actually did that when I broke my right hand in school. I could write with my left hand. I think my son might be amb- ambidextrous. Well, how do you say it? Ambidextrous, like I just said. Yeah. When we were playing skee-ball the other day at the arcade, he was going right and left hand. Boom, boom, boom. He even hit the 10,000. Dang. That kid's good, man. Uh, Allie, I can get a stain out of anything. <laughs> Well, that'll that'll do you right at some point in time in your life. Uh, Rhonda, I can fold my tongue back and it stays folded over. I never met anyone else who can do this. Wow. Man. Are they all tongue things except for the stain? Uh, Unless she gets the stains out with her tongue. I I would hope not. (laughs) Uh, You just go ahead and keep that sweatshirt. I'm good. It's you're licking the stain out of it. Ah. All damp. Like, ah. <laughs> uh, all right, we got someone else sitting on hold here. Your hidden talent, what is it? So I know this sounds maybe wacky, but I really do think I can communicate with dogs, like mentally. Oh, not like, like go dog here, today. sit there. You're talking like, like a telepathy? A mental conversation, if you will. Like, I can emotionally connect with them and, like, understand what they're thinking. And, like, I think that I can, like, a mental, like, I have a really crazy connection with dogs. Like, if I'm dog sitting or dogs on the street or whatever, like, I, like, dogs, like, 
stop and like connect with me and like I'm I feel like a dog whisperer kind of um uh-huh. and I've all, like since childhood like I've always been able to really connect and like mentally communicate with dogs. Okay. Hey, now is it only dogs or is it all animals? Birds and squirrels and I mean I love I love animals but it's specifically dogs. Like I'm like I feel like if I when I talk to dogs like they understand me and then when they make noise or bark or whatever like I feel like they're talking to me and I can hear I can understand like what they're saying. Is is it woof? That's a talent. <laughs> no, seriously, like like I just know if they're distressed or like if they're trying to communicate something, like wh- pretty much every single time that happens or if like a dog is like freaking out, like I'm able to calm them down and I just like I feel like I don't even have to say anything like we're just like mentally like in our brains we're like on the same we're on the same page like they they know that i know what they're talking about hey i believe it i I believe it some people some people have that connection some people do some people just have a a deeper connection i totally get it don't let wood make you feel bad about calling in about this Uh, don't feel bad it's just (laughs) that's weird man it's a kelly and wood quick hit we got a couple of phone calls we got to get to here. Someone said that they wanted to call in when we were talking about uh, hidden talents that you have. Okay. And then we got to give a shout out to the FFA or something. All right, let's get to these calls. Hello, what is your hidden talent? Um, with both of my thumbs, I can put them all the way down to my wrist so it can touch on both sides and oh then all God. the way back so wow. it touches the top of my arm. And you can what? Both hands. And I can put it backwards so it touches the top of my arm with both thumbs. Whoa, what is that? Like, what, what condition is that? What, what childhood trauma did you suffer? Because that's not just double-jointed. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> have you My ever daughter met... has it, too. She can, huh? What? Oh, so I was going to say, have you ever met anybody else who can do that? My daughter, with her fingers, she can move each and every, each individual crevice on her finger, like, to different angles. So it kind of looks like old... Women messed up hands. Man. So y'all are just aliens, huh? Yep. <laughs> All right, good. What circus do you guys work for? I'd love, to, I'd love to see you when you roll through town. <laughs> well, we got somebody else. This They say this is an urgent call that we have to get to. Come on. Hello? Shout out Foley FFA. Shout out Foley FFA. Where are y'all at? We're in actually Princeton right now, actually. You're in where? Princeton. Or no, I don't know where we're at right now, but we're... Where are we at? We're in Cambridge, Minnesota right now on the bus. Oh, all right. to your radio station. Hey, awesome, man. Thank <laughs> you guys. You're the best radio station out there. Ow! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Are you headed to a competition right now or what? Yeah, we're heading to a competition. All right. We well, shout, shout out Branson Bocamp, Alex Wardfield, Noah Lettner, and Mason Arnold. All right. You got it. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening on the bus. Sounds like a party bus. Can't be drunk all day if you're not drunk in the morning, huh? Well, the FFA, isn't that like high school kids who are, it's like future farmers of America? I have no idea what that means. I think FFA means future farmers of America. So, oh. Yeah. Probably not Probably not drinking. That was like a bachelor party. <laughs> it sounded- Thank God I didn't say anything. <laughs> Poor kids. <laughs> all right, Wood, what's coming up in the trash flash, man? Well, speaking of young minds gone wrong, I've got myself a young lady who was doing wrong, but she was putting on a show. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yeah, Wood's going to give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score, and we're going to put it on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Arizona, my friend. Phoenix. Trash. That's a town there, so well done. Thanks. (laughs) Well, we've got police officers out doing their usual rounds, and it's late or early, depending on when you set that alarm, because it's 3.10 a.m., and as an officer was driving by an alleyway, he looked down, and he noticed that there was a Jeep parked in the alleyway, and standing next to it was 18-year-old Taylor Burnham. Now, Taylor, she's a cowgirl. That's because she was rocking cowboy boots. The only problem is she was wearing nothing else. Oh, hello. As you can imagine, the officer thought to himself, well, hello. What do we have here? (laughs) Well, Taylor noticed that the officer saw her, then jumped in the Jeep and took off. 
I don't know if she truly peeled out because she led officers on a slow-speed chase through a neighborhood subdivision. She drove very slowly and at one point in time decided, you know what, I'm just going to get out of the roadway, let the cop go by, and started driving down the sidewalk. Oh, get up on the sidewalk. Now, the good news is it was 3.10 in the morning, so not many people were out walking old dog or, you know, maybe getting in that early morning jog. No one got hurt, and when officers walked up to the door after she finally stopped, she appeared to be intoxicated. Well, the first test, a lady officer came up and well, was able to kind of get some clothes on her. They then gave her a field sobriety test, which she failed, and she checked in on the old breathalyzer at a .184 and a .187, more than twice the legal limits. Well, that doesn't seem drunk enough to be standing naked in cowboy boots in a back alley somewhere. I mean, she's 18. That's so true. She's, you know, it's probably one of the first times she's ever let loose. Point one eight for me. I'm just getting started. That's right. <laughs> That's what The quick mix is about to get going. Well, as you can imagine... That's still bad news for Taylor. She was arrested on a drunk driving count and evading arrest and taken to jail. Yeah, I guess I didn't take into consideration she was only 18 years old. All right, well, let's give this one a score, shall we? Please. Standing naked in an alley in cowboy boots. Strategy. No matter which way you cut it. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good ending. It's Yeah, so we got that. Uh, If you're ever leading police on a slow speed chase, that's strategy. It's less trashy than a high speed, but still trashy. Still trashy. Mm-hmm. 150 points. Driving up on the sidewalk. Trashy. It's going through somebody's yard. Yeah. You know it's not. You know both tires aren't fitting. Trashy. 175 mm-hmm. points on that one right there. She was drunk. That's 75. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was naked. That's 125. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was she at in the breathalyzer? One. A, the high one was a .187. All right. So we got to give her 180 on that. Then mm-hmm. 75 for being arrested. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything here? No. I don't think I am. Boy, we got real close to breaking a thousand on this one. It's that whenever we do the breathalyzer, that's what really ratchets up the tension. Points are the points. On these. But we did not do it today. But I do have a score for you. Are you ready? Come on. Today, our woman standing in an alleyway, naked in cowboy boots, earns herself a respectable, a whopping, a really close 955 points. Trashy. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Remember, Wood, when I was telling you that spring has a certain scent to it? Mm -hmm. And you called me a fool, and then we learned that spring really does have a scent to it. It's produced by a certain bacteria in the ground that comes to life in the springtime. Supposedly. Not everyone can smell it, though. That's the thing. I happen to be in the lucky group of people who can smell spring coming, and it's honestly one of the best scents ever. Because you know you're coming out of the long, dark, depressing, disgusting winter. Well, bottle it up and sell that thing. I don't know if that'll work, man. I don't know how to recreate that scent. But the other day when I was leaving the house, and we got a little dusting of snow on the ground, I thought, oh, that's weird. Snow has a scent to it. And I thought, well, am I wrong on this one? I'm not wrong on that one. The scent of snow is linked to the stimulation of your trigeminal nerve. All right. All right. It's separate from your olfactory system. Solid. <laughs> that typically only interprets sensations like mint and spices. So it's easier to say that it's it's separate from that. But the nerve gets turned on when you breathe in cold air. That's also why our brains link snow with that distinctive scent. So the barometric pressure drops when it's about to snow. And our sense of smell can pick up on that slightly. And then when it gets cold and snows, it triggers that nerve. And we link that smell to snow, a smell that normally are a sensation that only gives us like mint and spices. It triggers the same one. So that's why when you step out of the sun and that's why like all those minty fresh commercials from back in the day would always be in the snow. Clond are a Cadbury cream egg. No, not Cadbury cream egg. That's not the minty one. What's the minty one? The Andes mints? No, not. Well, yeah, there's Andes mints. Yeah. What's the one that it's like a peppermint patty? What is that thing called? A peppermint patty? Okay. <laughs> do you remember the commercials for those, though? It was always like they would take a bite of it, and then it would be like a cool rush of air. Right. So When snow- I ba- bite into a peppermint patty, there. I... Psh- like I'm skiing down the Alps or whatever it used to be. Well, that's because it triggers the same sensation as when we bite into something mint, the, sense of sn- the smell of snow does. Does anyone like a peppermint patty? 
That's a great question. I always It's one of those things I always think I'm going to, right? It tastes like you're biting into a chocolate-covered toothpaste. Yeah. It's, it's like a Cadbury cream egg to bring that back around. I always think I'm going to like a Cadbury cream egg, and I always hate it every time I bite into it. If I was ever out doing the trick-or-treating, yeah. and somebody dropped in a peppermint patty, they were getting egged. Someone, I just knew it. I was like, look, hey, I, we had a deal here. I said, trick or treat. That's not a treat. You're getting well, tricked. Someone has to like them. They've been around since the dawn of time. Are they? Unless they just made a whole bunch of them once and we're still eating the same one. I would love to know. 320-656-9453. Does anyone like them? Because Bo just texted in. Peppermint patties are okay in moderation. All right. Like one a year. York peppermint patty people are texting in. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Nah, I can't do it. So I, oh, but I, I like snow. Rachel likes peppermint patties and Cadbury cream eggs. Rachel, I, we love that you contribute to the show so much, but your taste in candy is trash. You're a freak. Yeah. yeah. Something wrong with the girl. Mm-hmm. Unless if you really love snow, maybe you kind of get that sensation of snow when you bite into it, and maybe that's why people like them. Matt, yes. I have one once a year. That's plenty. <laughs> but Linda and Bab sticking in. I, they're awesome. They're delicious from Hunter. I'm shocked that we're hearing this. You guys should try other candy. Right. There's better stuff There's out there. so much better out there that doesn't taste like toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Reese's Pieces? Come that, on, right? man. Take a look for those. Anyway, I thought it was interesting because you can smell spring, you can smell snow in the winter, and I think that's neat. All right. It's, it seems like some old caveman stuff to me. Like maybe, I would probably. Like maybe back in the day we had to know when the snow was coming. Well, you can't you know? pull out the phone when you're a caveman right. check the app. So maybe we have all these senses that have just been dumbed down over time because we don't use them as much anymore. Man, look at all these people texting. I love them all. Love them. Love them. They're... I don't don't buy that. We've been wrong before. It looks like we're wrong on this one. But you know what? I found this fact interesting that you can smell snow. And I'll have another one for you tomorrow. You might not like it, and you might like it. The cool thing about this segment is it doesn't matter to me because I'm allowed to stand here out loud to the world and say out proud sometimes. (laughs) Kelly and Wood. All right, it's time to play three and five, and we got... Chris Stapleton tickets that we're giving away. Yes, sir. TJ on the phone with us right now. TJ, what are you up to, man? Uh, working. All right. Okay. TJ's a man of business. You a big fan of Chris Stapleton? I, I've, I've seen part of the show at WeFest once, and that was it. Okay. Oh, man, he is, he is a great one. If you won these tickets, what would you do with them? Well, I'd go bring my girlfriend with Hey. All right. Don't tell your wife. Well, why you got to do that? <laughs> Poor TJ. I, I Come on one. now. I got rid of that one. (laughs) We're going to play three and five. We've got five seconds on the timer here. I'm going to ask you questions, and I need three answers of it. So, for instance, Kelly Jordan, in five seconds, name me three soft drinks. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Sunkissed. Boom, there you go. Kelly Jordan will be a winner. Now, that will not be your question, TJ, because, well, that would be kind of cheating. Do you watch the Muppets at all? Uh. 40 years ago, 45 years ago. I was going to say, is that still on? Watch yourself now. <laughs> All right. TJ, are you ready to win Chris Stapleton tickets? I'll try, hopefully. Kelly Jordan, are you ready on the timer? Fingers on the button. Here we go, TJ, for a shot to go see Chris Stapleton and Lainey Wilson in five seconds. Name three Muppet characters. Miss Piggy, Kermit, and Animal. Dang. 40 years ago, my rear. Man. This guy watches it. He's he got streams. He's got the DVDs at the house. Well, TJ, no, no. your encyclopedia-like knowledge of the Muppets has paid off, and you're going to see Stapleton, yeah. buddy. Sweet. Thank you very much. I've actually never been to a concert with the, for down in the Target Center there, so... Well, Can't you say that anymore. You still won't, isn't it, at U.S. Bank Stadium? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? You can walk Bank. past your Target Center on the way there. It's on the other side of downtown, but what the hell? Make Give it, it a wave. <laughs> it's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. So, you know, uh, Gary Sinise does a lot with veterans uh, through the Gary Sinise Foundation. And he does something in the wintertime. It's called the Snowball Express. It's an event at Disney World. It's for families of fallen military heroes. Well, check out this number, dude. So this past week, Gary Sinise, the Gary Sinise Foundation hosted 1,800 children and their spouses of fallen military heroes at Disney World. Mm. And uh, this is a quote from Gary Sinise. It says, over the course of five days, these deserving families were given the opportunity to take, make new memories, experience the magic of Disney World, and connect with the only people who truly understand the healing journey that they're on. 
And not only, so they don't just get to go to Disneyland. When they show up, there's a remembrance garden with 200 American flags and pictures of all of these fallen soldiers that these people are there to, you know, who lost dads and husbands and yeah. everybody else. It's called the Walk of Gratitude. And then they actually have the cast members at Disneyland, like, line the street. And these family members get to walk down the street wearing a, a sash with a memory of their fallen hero on it. And it, they, a lot of the people that go there say this is one of the most healing things that uh, that you could ever do is just to feel like the person that you lost is not forgotten. Mm-hmm. And so Gary Sinise does this every year. Jeez. Unbelievable, man. And, and he's been doing it for a long time. And what I think you told me one time why it is that he has such a connection to the military. I, he's been like recognized for all the work. Like he, he has like another foundation that raises like $30 million a year for all this sorts of stuff. And he's worked with a ton of things. And I think, and don't hold me to this, but I believe it was when he did like Forrest Gump. Okay, that's what I was going to, that's what I thought after he played Lieutenant Dan. He like kind of got, hey, there's veterans out there that are going through like the character I play. I was going to say, I think to research the role, he met with some people that had been through that. And then I think after that, he just decided to focus a lot of his efforts towards military heroes. And it's not like one of these fake ones where, hey, I'll lend my name to it. I'll come right. to a couple, you know, thousand plate dinner, dying, you know, and all that stuff. He's like, he calls people like yeah. he is like ingrained in all this stuff. And I, I, I give him all the credit in the world. Even in this photo that they posted, like he's on a plane with people headed to Disneyland. Like the dude isn't just like, I'll fly my private jet. You guys take this jet and we'll, we'll meet up for 15 seconds while we're out there for a photo op. And honestly, this sound, this is going to sound weird, but just give me a sec. Yes. It's think how hard that has to be on him. Oh, yeah. To be around that stuff and hear those stories of people's loss and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and try to make good with it. And then guess what? The next day, it's another family. Yep. It's another story. It's another loss. That's got to be a lot. And the fact that he continues to do this stuff. Hey, man, Lieutenant Dan was a hero. He's an even bigger hero. You know, it's weird, though. I was thinking about this when I read this story that we always think like, oh, a celebrity's just doing it for the publicity. And it's mm-hmm. a shame that we think that because there's a lot of celebrities that do a lot of good, like Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. on 9-11. I always think about him on 9-11 when, you know. Jumped he, on a truck. Yeah, he just went like to ground zero on 9-11. And I didn't know about that until years later that he had done that. So you always think, oh, it's a celebrity, so they're doing it for publicity. But this doesn't feel – helping 1,800 families is not a publicity stunt. No, And, and doing it year after year after year. And that's the bummer of it, man. We, we hear all the time when a celebrity – and anyone really does wrong. But, you know, like Dave Grohl feeds – firefighters and things yeah. like that. Guy Fieri did the same thing. John Stewart and his work for 9-11 responders. I mean, like, there's a lot of dudes out there and gals doing great things for people. They use their money and their power for good things. It's nice to see, man. And this is so cool. 1,800 family members of fallen heroes getting to go to Disneyland. Mm. Man, that's amazing. And that's what Happy Hour is all about. What? We need stories like that. Shining a light on the good things that are happening in this world. And we do it every single day thanks to Audio Video Extremes. That was Happy Hour. We got your tickets to Winstock and the prison price is right right now. And I believe that we have Jenny on the phone. I am. Jenny, are you there? I am. Ladies, it is time to play The Prison Price is Right. So I have a couple items up for bid here from the Prison Commissary Master List here, all right? Now, we don't care about going over or going under. We just want to get the two closest guesses, okay? Now, our first item up for bid is a Jensen CD player. Oh, <laughs> also has the AM/FM dial on it as I was well. I gonna say you better. How are you gonna get some CDs in there? Uh, so you guys think about that, Ashley. Have you ever been to prison? No. Know anybody doing hard time? No. Okay. Okay. All right. What about you, Jenny? Ever been mm-hmm. inside? No. Know anybody writing the old long mail? No. Okay. All right. A lot of line walkers Line walkers, absolutely. All right, so let's get this started. We're going to start off with you, Jenny. How much would you pay in the prison prices right from the prison commissary for a Jensen CD player? Also, don't forget, it has the AM, FM dial on it as well. $15. Hell of a deal. All right, Ashley, how much are you paying in the prison price is right for a Jensen CD player AM, FM as well? 
I'll go with 80. 8-0. 8-0. Whoa. Okay. A, a big berth there. <laughs> Kelly Jordan, you're up next. Okay. How much are you paying in the prison Price is Right for a Jensen CD player? Don't forget about that <laughs> AM, FM dial. Get all my favorite talk radio programs. That's right. Um, all right. I'm gonna. I think 15 is way too low. 80 seems way too high. I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say 35. I feel like that'll be a safe bet. 35. Do the math here, because you guys got some wild guesses here. All right. Well, here we go. The Jensen CD player. Don't forget about that AMFM. <laughs> checks in at fifty-four dollars and five cents. So I'm doing my math here. Ashley, you were twenty-five dollars and ninety-five cents off. Uh, uh, this is why we don't do math live on this show. Yeah. Who's going? Ashley's closer. All right. So now it's... Now, oh, now we say goodbye to Jenny. Yeah, sorry, Jenny. I apologize. Sorry about that, Jenny. Thank you. But you can start texting in the word podcast right now to 320-656-9453 because if I win, we're picking a texter, Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, Jenny hitching her star to Kelly Jordan's wagon. (laughs) I haven't won yet this entire week. Our final item up for bid here is Dove Soap for Sensitive Skin, a 4.25 bar. All right, the ounce bar. Right. We'll start off with you, Kelly Jordan. How much would you pay in the prison prices right from the prison commissary for a bar of Dove Soap? Don't forget, for sensitive skin, 4.25 ounces. Oh gosh, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say the first number that popped into my head, Wood. That was three dollars and twenty five cents. Three dollars and twenty. I feel like that's too high. Cents. Dang it! All right, Ashley, how much are you paying? And the prison price is right for a bar of Dove soap for sensitive skin, four point two five ounces. I'm going to go with $5. Oh. $5. That's sensitive skin. You got to take care of it yeah. after all, right? I'm surprised they don't just have prison-issued soap. Well, I'm sure they do, but this is probably on top of it if okay. you want to keep yourself nice and fresh. Well, Ashley, you better hang up and start texting because Kelly yeah! Jordan is close. $2.50. Finally. This is the first time I've won yeah. all week. Mm-hmm. Ashley, I'm sorry it had to be on your watch, but winning does feel good. Oh, my. All right. Good job, Kelly. Thank you. (laughs) Start texting the word podcast right now to 320-656-9453. You can do that, Ashley, and everyone listening can do that because we're going to pick a texter to win today, okay? All right. Kelly, good. All right, Brian Riley, what question do you have for us today in the feud? We asked 100 people names. uh, Ooh, sorry. All right. We asked 100 people name something Santa would want for Christmas. All right. That's what we have up today in this round of The The Feud. I know I lost last week. Yes, you did. So I'm going to go with this one. I, this this is what popped into my head first. It may not be a good answer. But Santa, he busy, man. He goes hard. Mm-hmm. So I bet Santa would love a vacation for ah, Christmas. It's on my list. It's a number one answer. Yeah! Number one. Number one. Six total answers on the board, five left, number one answer off the board. Even if I lose now, I had one hell of a showing. Yeah, yeah it's a great start. <laughs> so those are some big ticket items, apparently. All right. Yeah. Can I hear the question again, please? Uh, we asked 100 people, what present do you think Santa would like for Christmas? Now, I, I'm i going to say it. Go ahead. Okay. Santa's heavy set. Yeah. All right? Oh, boy. And I know it's not a, uh, maybe a... Appreciate a gift in time. But I'm going to say maybe a little exercise equipment for the big fella. Is exercise? There's no way that's on. Yeah, there's no way that's on. <laughs> what, do you think if someone got you a treadmill at your biggest, you would have been happy about that? How would you have felt about that? Yeah. Been needed. <laughs> you know? I mean, let's be honest. We want the big fella sticking around for a while. Okay, let's well, see. One strike against Wood. No strikes against Kelly. We asked 100 people, what present do you think Santa would like for Christmas? One answer off the board, the number one answer. Boy, this is a tough one, to be honest with you, to really think about. You know, you really got to think about who Santa is. Mm-hmm. The How, man. I'm, I'm thinking about something to like. No. Before you guys guess any farther, because I know you're going to be like, he wants a Corvette. He wants right. It's think logically of like of Santa himself. That's what I'm trying to do. So that's what so you want to do. Cars not on the list. Yeah, right? not, cars not on the list. Off? Yeah, just make sure. Well, you're I mean, welcome. he's getting a Mercedes every year, according to the commercials. I was, I was thinking about something like to help him deliver gifts faster. 
And the only, I, I was going to say like a jet engine. G5. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go for it because I got nothing else. I'm going to say a jet airplane. A jet. No, it's not on the list. Uh, a jet airplane. Yes. He's got magical flying reindeer. He pushes those to the side, just jumps in his. Yeah, what's kind of a bum deal for, you know. All right, guys. I was out of ideas. As long as he puts a red nose on the front end of that airplane, oh, that's all that sweet. matters. All right, well, one strike against both of you two. Wood, you're up. What present do you think Santa would like for Christmas? All right, you know what? I was thinking a little outside the box to start that. I'm going to go back inside the box. Yeah, here we go. I'm going practical. How about a coat, a jacket? Okay. He's getting soot all over his old one. A new suit? That's on the list. A new suit on the list. I think it's all sooty every year, you know? What kind of dry cleaning do you think he's got in the North Pole? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, well, he's got the staff to get it done. They got, yeah, they got 364 days they to just, get her done. They just wash it repeatedly every single year. Child slaves. There you All go. Right. Well, what present, Kelly, do you think Santa would like for Christmas? Two, two answers off the board, four remain. How about... <laughs> I can't think of anything. Mm. I'm trying to think so practically, too. Like, he goes up and down the chimney. Um, Thanks. <laughs> How about Santa, everybody? Yeah. How about how about some? Dang it, guys! You have a strike on you, by the I way. I know that's why the pressure is so bad. <laughs> what would Santa like for Christmas? This is wrong. I win. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm, you have to hear about that for a whole week. I'm going to say that Santa Claus would like for Christmas mm-hmm. a new sleigh. I, I don't know. Not on the list. No. Nah. Nah. Though. I don't know. I like the answer, but I'm not on the list. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, I still have some answers on my list. Yeah, go like ahead. Fire them off. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with the clothing kind of thing. I'm going to go with boots. Dang, I was going to say boots. New boots. New boot goof and not on this list. <sighs> Good. Not. I was going to say boots. I mean, I got the X anyway. But... I was going to say gloves, but I didn't know if that was the same thing as a suit. Close hand warmers was on the list. Okay. okay. That, makes that makes sense. Close. Yeah. Do you have any more? Uh, I also had glasses. A new set of glasses. Not on the list. <sighs> not on the list. All right. What All right. We, got here? we asked 100 people, what present do you think Santa would like for Christmas? Number one answer, a vacation. Number two answer, was, a new that suit. Was mine. Uh, number three answer, cookies. That. He gets nothing but cookies yeah. the entire night. Well, maybe he wants monster cookies or something new. I was going to say cookies, but I was like, why would he want something he already has a ton of? Dang he like, it. He's a, big, he's a big regular Oreo guy. Uh, booze. Oh, watch yourself. Oh, not hey, my Santa. Santa likes to put a little, a little in the, is his eggnog. A Irish in the little, coffee? Yeah, a little extra. You know, Mrs. Claus. Hey. Hello. All right. Hey. Uh, and then the last one, hand warmers. The last okay. one. Okay. Well... Not erroneous. No, uh, the booze one might be a little bit. I don't like that at all. Santa puts a little nip in his eggnog. What do you want from the guy? Well, Ryan well, Riley, you did it today. Would you won. At least I got the number one answer on the board. Though. There you go. I can go to sleep tonight knowing that. And that's what we have today in this round of The Fuse. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our very first break of the day. Did the part of me uh, singing the praises of prison make it to the podcast? Yes, it did. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if I could handle some time in prison. Uh, we also found out about maybe a little... Uh, Prison justice from our parents at times. That's right. And uh, you realize some things about your family. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Do you realize them? Not me. But you'll hear it all right now in our first break of the day. We call it our bonus track. Kelly and Wood. Here we go. The Kelly and Wood program is on the air. I don't even know if we are. I don't have my headphones on yet. Oh, man. Are we on the air yet? I think so. Is this Radio Free America? There we go. The all lights right. are turned on. I got the headphones on. Time to do it. I had a weird thought on my drive in this morning as I was driving past St. Cloud State Penitentiary. Hold on. Let me buckle in here. (laughs) I was just thinking about this because you know we do the prison prices right. This is how my brain works. We do the prison prices right. And last night I was looking, I was like, what all can you get in the prison commissary? A lot of things. Do you know you can get a television set? I have nine pages of things here. But do you know like at certain prisons you can get a television set in the prison commissary? All right. I would imagine you'd have to be, you know, good behavior. You probably have to be approved for that or something. I would imagine. But uh, so I was looking at that last night and I was thinking as I was driving past the prison this morning, I thought if I had a television in my cell and I could watch, you know, if I had a television schedule throughout the day, could I handle being in prison? No. I mean, not you. Minus the beatings and the. Yeah, not you. You know, the showers and that kind of stuff. I'm not. Ta- I'm just talking about take all the illegal stuff out of it, right? Oh yeah, because that's not none of that ever happens in prison at all. I, well, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying this is a real scenario. Would I'm not in prison? Hello, hello. Yet Sit, sitting right across there. <laughs> you know that's one of my number one fears is being in prison for a crime I didn't commit. Mm-hmm. So go commit it. 
<laughs> no, I don't want to. If I'm you're not, gonna if you're gonna do the crime, I'm not, do the time. Might as well do the crime. I'm not saying I want to be in prison, but I'm saying like if I because I love a good routine. I love a good routine. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could have been in the military. No, probably not. I'm not tough nope. enough. But maybe I could do prison. <laughs> if I had a television, I would need a television set. Okay. And I would need some sort of like I'd have to be on laundry duty or something like that. So you'd need a job. I would, yeah, I would need somewhere to be every day mm-hmm. and a television set, and I think I could handle being in prison. I, I just, I love a good routine. I do the same thing every single morning in the exact same order all the time. I take the same route to work. I, I just, I love routine. I wonder if you got a little OCD in you. Could be. It very well could be. Yeah. You know, self-diagnosed. <laughs> now. I do think everyone craves routine, right? I mean, the, the human body. Not my wife. My wife ain't got no kind of routine. She's always waking up at different times, running late 99% of the time. But that's not good. It's not good. It leads to so much stress in her life and mine. So she needs routine. She needs it, but doesn't like it. Well, why don't you step in? She's a free spirit. Because I ain't got time for that. I got my own routines to look after. Come on, warden. <laughs> Do a little role play. <laughs> my wife is is one of the most... Oh, oh I don't want to say it. I was going to say... Well, I'll say it. She's one of the most scatterbrained people I've ever met in my life. That's not bad. Like half the time in the mornings. I tell you in the mornings, I'm like, I don't even know if she got up to get the kids to school. Because I won't... I'm like, or I'll hear from my daughter when I get home. Yeah, mom woke up late this morning, so she had to drive me to school. Oh! <laughs> she, well, wait a Why is your daughter needing your mom to wake her well, up? Well, no, she doesn't. But, oh, okay. But uh, the other day, I, I forgot what happened. I don't know what happened, but my daughter was like, yeah, mom... Oh, no. So you're not the scatterbrained one in the family. My daughter, my daughter woke my wife up as she was leaving for school. And so my wife was like super late getting up and getting ready for work. Oh, no, Mr. Kelly. I'm, like, I'm like, this is ridiculous, mm-hmm. man. I, I, did, I could not... Somebody needs to take control of that house. Maybe it's her culture. I don't know. That's not true at all. No, I was about to say because I worked with a ton. They're the most of hard Mexican dudes down there, yeah, and the those mo- dudes ran circles around me. They get there early and stay late. Yeah, I don't know what it is about her. I shouldn't be dogging her on the air. She's not here to defend herself. W- would she if she was? Oh, oh, God, yes, Mister Kitty, I hate you. I would. Oh, yeah, I'd pay the price for this conversation. <laughs> oh my God, would I pay the price for it? It's, I come here once so I can talk to you, oh, so you can vent. <laughs> yes. Uh, should we get the show moving here? Probably. Then I'm going to see if I can talk to the warden over at the prison. Just maybe I could do a week on the inside. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I beat the bell of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Redeemed I, yourself a little bit after yesterday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Well, so far, no text on anyone texting in that they've either spent some time in prison or are currently in prison. Yeah. I'd love to talk to somebody if they were still on the inside right now. I don't think they could call. How would they contact us, though? <laughs> on an illegal cell phone? That would get them caught up. I, I, but I believe different prisons have different rules. Like, the, you know, the country club prisons that they send all the rich people to. Johnny texted in, does marriage count as prison? If so, yes. Wow, just putting Johnny's business out there. Hey, man, I'm putting mine in there. Let's see. Oh, well, Better I, keep I, names I, out of it. I'll keep a name out of this one. My granddaughter's dad is currently in prison. I take her to visit. TVs are expensive. Oh, and small. Okay. Well, yeah, you can't be rolling that fit, right. you know, sixty-five inch in there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I mean, it would have to be an antenna television, right? They're not going to give you cable because then you could use it to choke someone out. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to, it had to be just only broadcast channels. Which honestly, now you can get like forty-five just TVs over the air, so it's not, it's not that bad. I imagine a Wi-Fi password would be much more wanted yeah. and needed. On the inside. Someone texted in, keeping names out of it. I've toured the St. Cloud prison a few times. I don't think you'd like it, Kelly. I'm not saying that I would like it. Yeah, but you could, wouldn't. But could I tolerate it is what I'm saying. I can I can recline or I can retreat deep into the recesses of my brain mm-hmm. and, and entertain myself endlessly. To be fair, you can put up with a surprisingly amount, a large amount of nonsense. Right. Look, I can't. Right. You can't you can't put up with any nonsense. Right. You gotta be a doormat like me and just take it. So I think maybe you could be okay. I may, uh, for a little bit. For a little bit. I like if you could do like a weekend thing. Right. Weekend warrior. Now don't get me wrong, you're be getting beaten up and maybe some other things. Oh yeah. But I think you come out on the other side. Not worse for wear, though. You definitely come out in a much worse shape than you went in. My brother, I'll put my brother's business out there because he's you know now rich as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to jail for a couple of seconds for a little, a minor infraction in his early twenties. Ah, and I'll never forget. He was on the phone with my mom talking, and someone just came and punched him in the gut. 
and that and that was it. <laughs> like, That's what you get, fish. Someone just walked up and wham. He said it, he honestly said it was one of the worst experiences of his life. Like he had to do the thing where he could work all week, but then in the weekend he'd have to go back to jail or mm-hmm. whatever. And he said it was one of the worst experiences of his life. So it wasn't the club med that you envisioned in your own mind. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Of hanging out with the boys in the yard and <laughs> talking about 90s hip-hop. <laughs> you know, dropping a freestyle every once in a while. Yeah, I don't think you'd do well on the inside. But hey, you know what? Keep your goals high, buddy. You never truly, truly know until you try. This person says been to jail, not prison. I have no idea what the difference is in that. Prison is like where you go long term. Jail is just you had to spend the night there. So. But yeah, so okay. like you go in there, you get in a little bit of trouble, whatever. you know. And again, not making light of anything, but th- that is my understanding. Prison, like you went to court, you had your day. They said, no, you're getting locked up. You're in there with the big boys. Another that. per- another person, Kelly, you would not do well in prison. You're too nice and would be someone's friend. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, by the way, air quotes around friend there. <laughs> I, I think you meant boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely, uh, you would definitely make a lot of friends. All right. We can stop talking about prison. I just really had that thought today when I saw that you could get a TV in the commissary. Okay. You know. A quick reminder, we will have the prison prices right coming up in the 7 o'clock hour for a shot at Winstock tickets. And we will also be playing the prison prices right live at the Kelly and Will Christmas party. Yes, we will. Hey, the other. A week from today. Yes. Kelly and Will Christmas party. I had a, I I, I was in a full panic yesterday over the Kelly and Will Christmas party. I'm shocked. Because I was like, what if no one shows up? Mm -hmm. And then we would still have fun because we'd be at Raleigh's and I'd be able to have a few cocktails. I'll have my DJ equipment there for a quick mix. Mm -hmm. So I'll still have fun. But I was like, man, what if no one shows up? People showed up last year. Right. Mm -hmm. But I felt like it was, there was more excitement around it last year. Okay. Is that just me? What do you need to tell you that there's excitement? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm worried. I'm worried no one's gonna show up, especially now that we've teamed up with the Saint Nick project. Like I wanna I wanna do something great for them. Can we oh, say that not that they would like keep people away. I was about to say, how dare you? <laughs> oh no, no. Should we say what the grand prize is that night? That might that might get a lot of people to show up. So we're we're getting all sorts of tickets together. We got Kenny Chesney tickets. Uh-huh. We have Winstock tickets. We have Chris Stapleton tickets. Our grand prize that night. We're going to send you to all three shows. Right. And you don't have to pay anything to get entered in to win this. Right. You come, you just say, hey, I'm here for the Kelly and Wood Christmas party. We're going to get you entered in. You play games, you get more prize, or you get more chances. You donate a brand new unwrapped toy or a monetary donation to the St. Nick Project for kids who are struggling here at Christmas time. Yep. We'll get you a couple more tickets into the whole uh, the drawing. Right. And at the end of the night, we're going to send you to Kenny Chesney, Chris Stapleton, and Winstock. And again, it's free to get in. We also have WeFest, uh, we, uh, spots on the WeFest Fun Bus oh my God. to give away as well. So That's we're, awesome. We're going to have a ton of stuff to give away. It costs $0 to get in. Right, and you don't win your way in. You just show up. You show up and you, you get the ability to play these games for these tickets. If you donate, you get more chances to play these games, and you get more shots at that grand prize. Next Thursday, so a week from today, out at Raleigh's, we'll start playing music at 6 o'clock. We'll start yeah. things up at 7, so I'm gonna get got plenty early. of time. I'm getting there early, dude. I may start the quick mix during lunch. Can you not, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Can we eat, please? Bah, bah, bah. No, then you'll eat one of those burgers again and fast. Oh, my gosh. Fall asleep in the corner. I didn't have to eat dinner that night. All right, cool. Thank you for let's Let's talk about that every morning so that I feel better that people may All actually right. show up. All right. It's funny. Every time I see December 7th, I think, well, first Pearl Harbor. And then I remember that my friend Pete Madsen in high school, that was his birthday. Mm-hmm. I just always remember it fell on Pearl Harbor. I haven't talked to that dude in 20 years. But I still remember his birthday. Maybe I'll shoot him a Facebook message. I'm going to say happy birthday to him. Right. He's, he's like a super successful architect in like Japan now. That sounds made up. <clears throat> it's not made up at all. Isn't that crazy when you have friends who are doing... Like, you have a lot of those friends who are working for, like, the... Well, I won't even say. Some of them, you can't even say what they do. They work for, like, the U.S. Embassy and Well, I, yeah, I mean... I have a friend who does work at, like, the U.S. Embassy in Africa. Or some crazy... He, he was a Marine for, you know, 18 years or whatever it is. Yeah. Retired from the Marines. And now he works, like, in Africa. So, like, doing security or something? I, he tried to explain his job to me one time, and I could not even understand what he does. I, 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 I would try to explain it to you, but you certainly wouldn't understand what he does. Oh, watch yourself. <laughs> I had a couple of buddies who did, you know, they, they were in the service for a while, got out, and then they did that private security stuff. Right. That probably pays fairly well, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they were like, there's a reason. And I, and I don't understand all that. Right. I don't get into all that. But yeah, they were 
happy doing it. He does, yeah. He does something like making sure that people are legal to be in that country. Some that's that's boiling it down to the base, bare basics. Who is the most successful person that you know of? <sighs> Boy, it might be my brother. He's doing well. He's doing very well. He he bought a closet business, like a closet in Murphy. I guess Murphy beds are making a comeback. At least in California, they are. Well, it makes sense. You know, you save on... Because uh, my parents have one in their guest room. Right. And, dude, it saves a ton of room being able to just to flip your bed up. Yeah, I wish we could get one in our in our office room. That oh. way. Yeah, we got an office at the house. Let's let's not get... Let, look, I'm just like everybody else, though. That's real classy. But my brother, my brother, my the middle brother might be the most successful person I know. Okay. What about you? I don't know. I mean, I went to high school with a couple of people who you know, played in like professional sports and things like yeah. that. So there's... your brother, your brother is super successful as well. Yeah, he's a miniature version of my dad. Right. And I only say miniature because he's my little brother. Yeah, he's doing well for himself. So, well, plus yeah. he's skinnier than you, so he's littler, miniature. Yeah. Yeah. He does all that CrossFit stuff yeah, all he, the time. He's a good looking dude, man. You want his number? Yeah, I don't know. He's got a lot of money. I wouldn't mind sidling up to someone with that kind of money. I can probably put you in touch. Uh, Lord knows I've I've accused him many a times of being interested. So, I, But it's weird because there are a ton of people that got late starts, right? Yeah. That were in trouble or didn't yeah. do things the right way. I know a bunch of my friends that are complete dummies. Yeah. I mean, we we hung out for a long time. And they're crazy successful, own their own businesses, things yeah. like that. You never know. You just kind of kind of find your own way sometimes. Yeah, that is correct, Wood. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm a little depressed now. Well, shake it off, kid. My brother offered me a job out in California, though. He th- he said I could come do sales for his company. I but I, you doing sales? I'm a good. I'm I'm a good talker. I'm very personable. You are, but you do not handle rejection. Well I do not. All. I'd be like, to hell with you, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just leave your clothes laying on the floor. <laughs> you know what? I know you just bought a thousand of these, but I, you know what? I really don't think it's right for you. <laughs> Never mind. Chance on the sale. <laughs> anyway, Wood, what else is going on, brother? Uh, it was a very busy day for the Wood family yesterday. Uh, again, we're, we're finishing up the last odds and ends. As I said, we have reached the point where you know we're packing. Anything goes now at this point in time. Yep. Honestly, God, I packed a Hot Wheel car in just a random box yesterday. Oh, that thing would have ended up in the trash. Just don't even care at this point. But we got our shed knocked out. The garage is all ready to go. It's good. And of course, it was my little baby girl's birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go to a fancy restaurant, and her favorite food is fried rice. Good thing. That little sweetheart could eat 16 pounds of fried rice. So we go to a I don't nice- blame her. I- I told her, I was like, we're going to go to a nice restaurant. You can get as much fried rice as you want. We walk in. It's very quiet. You know, people are enjoying their meals. Mm -hmm. I like to think that I've done well in life. Okay. I like to think that I am a good leader of my family. I'll give you that. I will tell you this here and now. Last night, it hit me like an 18-wheeler. My family's trashy. You're just realizing this now? I don't know why we go out to eat. I, don't, I honestly don't think your family's trashy at all, so I'd like to hear why you think your family's trashy. We go out. First of all, I had to talk to my wife. She's the loudest talker on earth. Like, she's talking. <laughs> so it was me, my two children, my wife, and my sister-in-law celebrating my baby girl's birthday. Right. My wife is yelling to her do- my, her sister across the table. Can you not yell? Like, it's a restaurant. Had she had some drinks? Some sake? I don't think. Not at this point. Okay. She was just getting warmed up. (laughs) My sister-in-law and her are going back and forth. My kids are acting like morons. My son thinks it's hilarious to regurgitate food. Oh. You know. Can we not? And I even said to him, I said, can we not? If this is how you guys are going to act, we're never going to go anywhere. And I'm catching the side eye from the waiter. Right. Because you know he's thinking oh, in the back of his yeah. mind. These people, A, <laughs> suck, and B, I know they're not going to tip well. Listen, here's the address to an all-you-can-eat buffet. <clears throat> that might be more your family's speed. Enjoy. <laughs> and I just, I'm trying to keep everyone in line. I'm trying to keep things going. There's my son over there putting his milkshake back into the bowl. Can we not? <laughs> everyone thinks it's hilarious. And that's the other thing. As soon as my daughter l- laughs at Everett. Oh, man, he's off to the races. Exactly. And it, honest to God, I still remember when we were kids. Mm-hmm. It is a spitting image of m- how my dinner went. Right. I used to sit on my dad's left 
which was a bad spot. Is that where he had his big class ring? Yes. He could catch it in the back of the head. And the only thing my mom would ever... So I would screw off. My brother would laugh, encouraging me. Double down. I would continue to screw off. My mom would try telling us to stop. I'm blasting right through that stop sign. (laughs) Finally, my dad just reaches over, left hand, smack right upside the back of the head. I see stars. And the only thing I would ever remember hearing is my mom go, Kevin, not the head. Not don't smack the kid. Just don't hit me in the head. My mom was so far ahead on like CTE and stuff. She's like, the kids are going to have vision problems. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm still cross-eyed until he smacked me again the next time and knocked it back. But I tell you what, I could always tell when my dad was getting to that point. Right. That what, his posture point, would change. Where you just knew. All right. <laughs> The Kodiak Bear is in the red. Everyone be easy. I don't my dad never disciplined us at all. Really? Not even any my dad didn't talk to us, let alone discipline us. Man. But I still remember like my mom, my mom would just explode. Like you you didn't even see it coming, you know? Like she would just I, I remember so she was the hammer. Oh, absolutely she was. Ooh. I remember one time I I because I, I had just a smart mouth when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time she, I think I've told this story. She was making the bed and she was counting. I think she was counting because I was getting on her last nerve, and she was trying to, you know, bring it back down to a reasonable level. The final countdown. Right. She, she was praying to Jesus, like, "Lord, calm me down," because this smart mouth boy is about to get it. And I sure enough got it. I was standing on the top bunk with my arms on it, so I wasn't even braced properly. And she's like, "One, two, three. I was like, "Mom, we know you can count." What's good? And I caught a backhand across the mouth. They had it coming. And it, and I flew off the top bunk and knocked the wind out of me, landed on my back. Why are you standing on the top bunk? Because she was making the bed, and I was all up in her face. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you had it coming. It sounds honestly. If anything, I'm actually pretty impressed that your mom even counted. I remember, right? Like I just did, whack. Yeah, I'd have given you an RKO off that thing. And then I remember one time I smarted off to her, and she like she she pushed me so hard that I fell through the back of like a wooden chair. Like the, I hit the cushion. Goodness. She had that. She had that Iowa strength, man. She Holy. grew up in Iowa. Wow. The one that really got me, and to this day I still bring it up, and my mom feels terrible about it. She was in the kitchen and she was cooking, I don't know if it was dinner or breakfast or whatever, but she had her spatula flipping whatever (laughs) it was, and I smarted off. Right. And she turned around and popped me with the spatula in the arm. Fresh out of the frying pan. And it like, I was just like, ah! It's got hot grease. (laughs) It literally like burned me. (laughs) And I'm laying on the ground, and I think to myself, I'm like, this is it. This this is finally it. I can finally tell Dad that Mom is, you know, just taking it out on me. And I so I run into my dad. I'm like, Dad, look. Look what your wife did. Look what she's doing to her own children. Probably deserved it. Bam! Right outside the back of the head. I was just like, well. <laughs> you caught both of them. This is no port in the storm. As I ran out. Oh, boy, I can't even imagine being like that to my kids. She feels terrible about that one, though. I think I don't, I don't think I've ever spanked my kids, and I'm not like anti-spank or anything like that. If you spank your kids, I don't. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. I just have never spanked my kids, and my kids are really well-behaved. They got too much Kelly Jordan in them. They probably do. They walk the line. That's right. Life is easier when you walk the line. I've put that in their heads since they were young. Well, I just wanted to say, if you were out to dinner last night and you saw <laughs> family with a kid spitting his milkshake back into his food... right. One daughter eating 16 plates of fried rice. Hey, she knows what she likes. And a husband and wife yelling at each other. Hello. (laughs) Let's do some history. Speaking of volume control, that is just something I am trying to instill in my children, and they don't get it. They are just kids. They are so freaking loud when we are out. But honestly, everybody is now. Why? I, I don't know if it's a day and age where, you know, all screens are on and everything's... Like, you can't even pump gas without a screen talking I know. to you. Maybe you're just f- constantly fighting for attention, that's why. But even, like, walking through the stores, you're all, everyone's Christmas shopping, people are on phones. Yeah, when did we go to using speakerphone all the time? I hate this. I, I like speakerphone if I'm by myself. Right, but I'm saying if you're out in public, yeah. it, used to, it used to be funny when everyone would wear the Bluetooth earset and you get made fun of for it. But mm-hmm. boy, I'd love to go back to that. Well, I think like a lot of the earbuds and stuff have that, so maybe we could get back towards that. Woody was on this day in 1926. Everything in its place. That's easy. 
With my Frigidaire cold pantry. Electrolux patented the first household refrigerator. It was powered by natural gas. Mm. And I remember this. I remember, because I don't know if I've ever told you I went to school for HVAC. There's a rumor. Okay. I remember hearing that there was natural gas-powered AC units. And I was like, how the heck does that even work? I think they're they're like filled with ammonia or something like that. I never saw one in person, but okay. I remember them telling me that in HVAC school. But it's yeah, weird, right? You wouldn't think about that. It seems like a solid idea now, though. Maybe it was pretty inefficient. I don't understand how all that works. How you can use that to do this and that? And- well, the definition of refrigeration is taking heat from where it is unwanted to a place where it's unobjectionable. So, look, man, I, I can take three weeks of classes too. <laughs> It was two years. Apologies. Watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. I'll fix the hell out of a refrigerator. Eh, will you? I did get fired, though, for that <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1941, what, of course, we know this one. We interrupt this broadcast and bring you this important bulletin from the United Press. Flash, Washington. The White House announces Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Man, just crazy to think about that. The, the footage of that event is insane. And you've been to that memorial. Still one of the most surreal things you can do if if you're an american that is one of the things you do need to check out because it is really amazing to see just the artifacts Mm -hmm. and like the way that they kept everything and the fact that you can still see some of the ships in the water and still to this day oil still leaking from some of the ships and things like that that's wild the, the magnitude of what that was and then what it led to. Mm-hmm. The United States really getting into World War II and all of that, the greatest generation. Yep. This day, and not to sound like the old angry man or anything, but like when you go to Google and they don't have anything on like their front page well, we for know Pearl why. Harbor, I'm sorry. that Google doesn't strike me as the most pro-American thing in the world. That bothers me a little bit. It should. And, I don't blame you. And I hope and I know we have a ton of teachers listening and things like that, but I hope that we do instill in our kids like what this day was, what that event was, because I didn't take my kids to it because I didn't want them running around. Right. I didn't think they were old enough to really truly appreciate it. I wish they would have been the age to appreciate it, but being able to like walk the ships that those men and women were on and the things that they dealt with in that morning. Dude, speaking of school and politics, my daughter told me something yesterday about her politics class in school that terrified me. I'll tell you off the air because mm. it's we don't get political. But this, when I tell you what those kids think, it's going to terrify you for the future. Man. Uh, anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. It was on this day in uh, 1963. Executing the first instant replay was a logistical nightmare, beginning with the size of the videotape machine needed. There were the size of two Frigidaires. The first instant replay. Replay was used in a televised sporting event. I believe it was Army versus Navy. Ooh. They said that was before the Super Bowl. That was the biggest football game of the year was Army oh, yeah. versus Navy. And so the guy, see, he said that you could watch a game on TV, but you had no idea what had happened. Like, you would see a call being made, but you wouldn't know why that call was called. Mm-hmm. So he came up with this idea for instant replay. And he said that the funny thing is when they were first doing it, that they would get like a videotape from NBC but it would have like an episode of I Love Lucy on it or something. Like they didn't have any blank tapes. So he's like, sometimes you'd go to hit the instant replay and you get a quick cut in of I Love Lucy. Oops. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Man, think how far that has come. By the oh way, my gosh. Army Navy is this weekend. Oh, is it? And if even if you aren't a sports fan, yeah. that is something just to see like when the cadets and everybody come marching in. Wow, is that something special? I, it just really, truly is. And you're right; that was the game back in the day because it used to be powerhouses, right? And of course, you have the Army versus Navy aspect. Right, that's of a it big all. deal. Yeah, it, it is just really cool to see, like when the cadets come in there, and it, it's it's a that's one of my bucket list items that I have not done in the world of sports. The Army Navy game. I would love to go to an Army Navy game one time. I think you can make it happen, Wood. Maybe. All right. Uh, Celebrating some birthdays today, starting out with... Bird, inbounds, it comes to Maxwell. Max puts it on the floor. We're down to six. Bird in the corner, double fake, jumper. It's good! Larry Bird, the great white hope, celebrating his birthday today. The hick from French Lick. That's right. Uh, Just one of the greatest trash talkers. I always tell this story whenever we bring up Larry Bird, which is probably a year ago today. His bravado Mm -hmm. and his arrogance was, as I said, it was borderline unmatched. The first ever three-point contest was going down on All-Star Weekend. Big deal. 
had all these sharpshooters in it. Larry Bird walks in the locker room and says, which one of you guys is finishing second today? Oh, man, that's so cool. And, of course, goes out, and that is the video, if you've ever seen it. He shoots it, and he knows it's going in to win it, and he turns around, he does the number one before the ball's even in. Oh, man, I love that. That dude was a trash talker, and he backed it up, and he's got to be, I'm going to say he's like 66 today. Ah, you're close. (sighs) 67. Mm. Another one. I didn't know who this guy was, but you said he was a pretty big deal. Bench drawing. They got it. Johnny Bench to Joe Morgan, and it was a no contest play at second base. Johnny Bench. Oh, yeah. Big deal. And then he was one of the first real athletes to do the spokesman thing. Big time. Oh, okay. He was on like a ton of products there at the end of his career, Johnny Bench was. Uh, not the maybe the greatest dude off the field. Okay. I, 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 he had a lot of relationships and... A lot of the women afterwards said not the greatest things about him. Oh, jeez. Oh, but uh, a great baseball player, Hall of Famer. He's got to be 76 today. Uh, you're right on the nose with that. Oh. I should have known you'd get that one right away. Of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. Someone texted in. Carrie said it's her birthday today. Hey! She said she would love to go see, the Pearl, Har- go see Pearl Harbor someday. It, it is one of those things where you just walk in and go, that the, the air is heavy. 